Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hi everybody, welcome to Serious Issues, a comic book podcast hosted by me, Andrew Levins, and joined by special guest from the Wine Mums podcast, we have Connor Stevens. Hello, it's me, Connor Stevens, back again to tell you why um, manga is pretty good, even if sometimes you won't listen to us. I mean, why it's always good if you only read the good stuff and avoid the bad stuff. Um, we have uh, lots of exciting series to talk about today, um, entire series that we've read, um, new volumes that we've picked up. Uh, let me just run through. Let's, let's go from the top. Just, let's, let's give you a taste of what's to come. So <sighs> today, me and Connor are going to be reviewing How Do We Relationship Volume 2. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mermaid Sagas, um, both the volume. So it's called Mermaid Saga, but we've read two of them. So hence Mermaid Sagas. I pluralized the, the, the books. There's two volumes of that. Um, but wouldn't the two volumes be the Mermaid Saga? This is why you're here. Uh, <laughs> we've, got, we've got Berserk to talk about. We have Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. We have Akagi, uh, Ajin. Is it Ajin or Arjun? Arjun. I think it's Arjun. But- Arjun Demi-Human. Witch Watch, and of course, can't wait for this, Nine Dragons <laughs> Ball Parade. Uh, so- we know, we've heard, we've listened, the fans want it, Nine Dragons Ball Parade is here. We knew, like, yeah, you know, we, we, we missed out on uh, the the ball parades, um, nine <laughs> one dra- <through> dragons, <laughs> dra- dragons Ball Parades, one through eight, but here we go, nine, nine Dragons Ball Parade. You have to wait till the end of the episode to find out what the fuck that is. Uh, but yeah, uh, Connor and I have read a stack of manga in the last couple of, uh, of weeks since we last spoke. And, uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm ticking off a, a lot of, um, a lot of, I guess, like things that everyone reckons you should read, um, and getting through some, some of those, those, those big boys on the, uh, on the, on the list, on everyone's list, I guess, on the internet. Actually, I, I stumbled across that. Maybe someone told me that that like my goal should be to tick off everything on a website called My Anime List. Yeah, that sounds about right. So if you go to like, like something someone would say, yeah, if you go like best manga series, best manga of all time, or something like that, um, it's it's a fan voted website called My Anime List, and they have a top manga and. Um, to give you a, like a hint, um, One Piece at one point my favorite series and franchise of all time is only number three on this list. So what could possibly be higher than One Piece on this list? You'll have to keep listening to find out. The first book we're going to be talking about on the podcast today is a sec the second volume of a series that Connor and I talked about. Kind of took us by surprise. It has a horrible name called How Do We Relationship. <laughs> Um, and it is by a Japanese uh, mangaka called uh, Tamifu, and it is about young love between two uh, girls that have just started going to college, and one of them is uh, is very shy and 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 is totally terrified about what everyone will think of her. Full stop. Let alone what will they all think of her when she starts dating a girl. And the girl she starts seeing is the opposite. She's very boisterous and quite sure of herself for the most part. Um, and the first volume kind of explored their relationship beginning um, and as they kind of both realized they had feelings for each other and, you know, they both were kind of sheepish um, at first. Um, and then the kind of next step was 
how do they reveal it to their closest friends and the, the, the fear that came with that. And uh, this volume is now about that they've been dating for, I think, three months. And it kind of, you know, it, it explores those early months of when you start, of when you, when you realize you're with someone that you're in love with and uh, how you can either cramp someone's style or, or, or live in the constant fear that you are cramping their, your, your, your beloved style. Um, Connor, what did you, uh, what did you think? I adored it. Yeah. I mean, we spoke heaps on the previous volume about what we loved about it, but this one just cemented itself as something really beautiful. I think, um, I read a lot of like Yuri and lesbian like manga and I love it. And it's, it's, it's fluff that I just sink my teeth to into and get out of it always. But this feels more than that. It feels, it feels like better to read this than just give it a label like Yuri. It feels like it's just a beautiful queer manga because there's so much in it that's just so true to life and there's a beautiful intimacy you don't see, not just in manga, but just not anywhere. Like the book opens with these two characters figuring out how to like have sex with each other as young women and that's not something you see anywhere really and it's it's not like, like a handbook or anything but it's just those moments like that and an exploration of being young and queer and seeing these characters go through so many real things that happen for queer couples and, you know, the joy of it and the downfalls while still being just like the most adorable shit in the world. It's, it's so beautiful. It's, it just like, it just makes my heart sing. I'm so happy. It's a thing that exists. Yeah. You would think looking at this book from the name, how do we relationship that it wouldn't be a, 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 a subtle at all in the themes that it explores. Um, and I, it bugs me so much that I love a book that's called How Do We Relationship because <laughs> that just sounds like a, like a BuzzFeed top 50 list. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it sounds like a clickbait title. Um, and so I looked up this series and what it's called in Japan and it's called um, Sukiate Agete Mo Ikana, which translates to May I Go Out With You. And that is such a oh, better so name. Oh, so much better. <laughs> oh, Viz, you let us down. What is this nonsense? Because it's not just like, you know, there's levels to that. It is, you know, can each of our characters, do they have the courage to, to uh, you know, is, it could just be them asking the other person, may I go out with you? But then also it's about like the social ramifications of like what happens if, if I go out with you and what will people around us think? And, you know, am I able to, to let, let myself do this to myself and to you? I think that's a it's a way better name. So mm. we should petition. Um, we should get, <laughs> get in touch with uh, whoever whoever started uh, release the Snyder Cut, and uh, we want to uh, release. May I go out with you? Make it a hashtag. Make it happen. Uh, just at make sure you hit put that hashtag onto every single post that Viz puts on Twitter in the next month. I think that's how the Snyder Cut worked. <laughs> Don't actually. Unfortunately, do that. I mean, this is the one thing I would watch uh, four hours of rather than. The four hours of suffering of the Snyder Cut, but that's neither here nor there, right? Did you actually re- watch it all? I did, unfortunately. God, it was awful. <laughs> Ugh, just, just the worst. Zero lesbians, just <laughs> very poor form, if I'm honest. 100% less lesbians than How Do We Relationship. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was awful, but uh, How Do We Relationship, um, ignore the name, or maybe even like get one of those um, label printers. And then print out, may I go out with you? Maybe I'll do that. So you get one of those like cool uh, retro bumpy labels. I don't oh, think you can nice, buy those nice. kind of ones anymore. But that, Just get one from Officeworks. Yeah, it's perfect. Fine. Just print that over the top and, uh, and and call it what it deserves to be called. But yeah, I really, really recommend this. I think in general, you know, it's important to read stories from different perspectives. So you are able to empathize with elements of that that you encounter in the real world and i think this is a great example of uh, of a book that belongs on your shelf for that reason and for the reason that it is also a great story with great characters and excellent art we have we own in fantastic fashion even better than yep. last yeah, volume yeah. very true um yeah so that is uh, how do we relationship volume two a standing ovation we're both standing up clapping our hands <laughs> just uh so now we move on to another series. So that was published by Viz um, at the end of last year, earlier this year. Um, and around the same time, they published two volumes of a manga by the legendary Rumiko Takahashi, um, who is best known for, I mean, several very different series. 
Um, you've got Inuyasha is is her best known one, right, Connor? Yeah, it's the big Shonen Jump one that you know ran for like hundreds of episodes on TV and was huge. Um, there's in the West at least. I think like her biggest in Japan would be, you know, maybe what you had Mason Ikoku or. Yeah, Mason Okoku. I, I read the, reviewed the first volume of that Urusei a couple of episodes Yara, ago. Yatsura. Yeah, that, that's, that's her first one, right? Urusei Yatsura. And then uh, uh, okay. Ranma 1, 2. Was it Ranma Half? I don't know what that's called. I, don't know. I think Ranma Half. Okay. That one was actually big in the West too for people older than me. Um, I'm too baby. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, the... Maison Ikoku was like a kind of like comedy, um, like, you know, awkward situational comedy manga. Um, and I thought that's kind of what she excelled at. And I was expecting that from Mermaid Saga too, like a, you know, <laughs> a, a mermaid based situational comedy uh, series, which sounds fantastic. But what Mermaid Saga actually is, is completely different from that. And dare I say, far better. Um, it's a horror book. Uh, yeah, it's like a depressing... Anth- almost anthological horror book. Yeah, and it reminds me a lot. I mean, the nearest comparison I would say is the Tomie series by Junji Ito. That's um, how someone sold it to me. Actually, They're oh, like, great. Oh, have you read Tomie? And then you should read this. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so there, there are two volumes of this, and it's done. So if you are, are terrified of the uh, the space that your average <laughs> manga series will take up on your bookshelves. This is just two books. Um, they're pretty uh, well priced. I think twenty five US is the going rate for both for each volume, um, and each volume is about four hundred pages long. And uh, it it starts out the first story. Basically, we meet a um, a boy who is trying to a, a young man who is trying to track down a mermaid. And um, the rumor is that rumor is that if you eat the flesh of a mermaid, you live forever. Um, and while that's happening, um, we meet a girl who uh, is bedridden and being looked after by um, older women and she you kind of get the feeling that she's not allowed to leave her room and we learn that the young man isn't looking for a mermaid uh, to eat the flesh and live forever he's already uh, inadvertently done that in his past hundreds of years ago and he's been desperately searching for a mermaid so he can reverse the curse and uh, you know die of old age like 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 everyone else uh, and so it's basically like it's it's a kind of a, a story of friendship uh, between him and this uh, other girl that the, the girl that we meet like who's kind of like not allowed to leave her room. It's being tended to by old ladies uh, who was also eaten the flesh of the mer- of a mermaid, and there's a sinister reason as to why, but not on her behalf. Um, and it's kind of about these two like immortal uh, mermaid eaters <laughs> going on like weird adventures in this crazy, scary world of, of mermaids. Did I do it? Do I do it? Did I do it justice, Connor? Yeah, I think that was that was uh, maybe your finest recap. Yet. <laughs> yeah, I actually only uh, read this a couple of days ago, and I think the first thing is like um, Mason Ikoku, uh, the physical release of the Viz volumes, gorgeous. Oh, incredible! Uh, there's like a foil scale cover with and the gorgeous interior color pages. It looks fantastic on the shelf and in your hands. This is like one of the few because often I see like color pages and you're like, oh, that's fun, but also I don't care. Black and white's fine, but this is like, oh man, if there was the budget to one day color these as beautifully as mm. as this these few color pages, it's like almost like pastels. Um, it's it's brilliantly colored. Um, these are phenomenal editions of manga, um, and definitely if if you know if if you've made it this far and you and for some reason you've never dipped your toe in the the world of manga. I would actually suggest this is like an amazing beginner book for someone to just just go go in two volumes. It's amazing. Um, it's it feels familiar but very new and inventive at the same time. I have no idea when this was written. Like you could tell me it was written yesterday or thirty years ago. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think it touches upon so many great themes. To like, it's the ability to be be about immortality. Uh, which is then about mortality and humanity, but then being about immortals, this book jumps around a whole bunch. So, you know, they go on sort of adventures together and then, there, you know, he's a backstory because he's 500 years old and <laughs> it all builds up to a big finale. And the, t- uh, the two main characters are fantastic. Mitch, uh, Miss Mano, who is like <laughs> just kind of a little brat in the first chapter, becomes, I think, maybe one of Takahashi's most endearing female characters, you know, sort of from Inuyasha and Ranma Half. I yeah. love her. And I I, that was really fantastic. I really enjoy Yuta, the, man, the, the young dude as well. Mm. well not, he's already young, is he? Like 500 years old. 500. 
500. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this book. I'm only halfway th- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I finished the first volume and I've just started the second. Oh, lovely. Uh, did you smash both volumes in one day? Yeah. <laughs> Once I had them both in my hands, it just, it's so easy to read. Like, yeah, it uh, really is. The art is beautiful, but it's so fluid and the panel work is just so directive. Yeah. Like, great book. I'm now maybe hooked on Rumiko Takahashi. <laughs> I always knew she was considered one of the greats, but having loved Meisou Nikoku, I've I've read a few chapters of um, Urusei Yatsura, but I know that that's like her first her first uh, long long form manga. So when she was quite young, but I still enjoyed it. I was just it was just very goofy. Um, but now Mermaid Saga, like I'm like, oh my god, what if there's more shit like this that she's done? Uh, so mm. I, I may, <clears throat> I mean, this is surprising no one right now, but I may, <laughs> I may go on a quest to read every single thing Rumiko, Rumiko Takahashi has ever done because I loved this so much. Um, so that's Moment Saga Volume One and Volume Two, both available through Viz. Um, this is next book that I want to talk about. Uh, six books in particular. They were a gift to me from Connor. Uh, Connor was was ridding his shelves of some manga series that he had no plans to complete. And Berserk was one of them. The reason Sometimes was, you just can't have 70, 38 volume uh, yeah. s- series shelves. It's four, 40, shelves. 40 volumes of Berserk exist uh, <laughs> so far. And it's an unfinished se- series. Um, but on this myanimelist.net slash topmanga.php <laughs> website that I frequent <laughs> way too frequently, just to, oh, have, I re- have I read many, many, anything else from the top 20 accidentally? No. no, no oh, well. Um, so that, the number one book, number one manga of all time is, uh, is Berserk. And uh, Berserk is, I just know it, always knew it as like, you know, this isn't for, for little boys. Berserk is for big, big, nasty men. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's by uh, Kentaro Miura, Miura, um, and I mean, I guess it's kind of like almost like a legendary, grim '90s series for some people, right? Like, I feel like this is like one of the exports that that like I guess like you know, people that watched all those super brutal OVAs that that, that made their way mm. over here um, in the '90s would have would have attached themselves to. I think like the fact that you know it is a gory, uh, dark fantasy comic. Um, was like kind of its main selling point. It proudly emblazoning the uh, parental advisory sticker on every volume that it published. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everyone's like, "Yo, you got to check this out, Siggy. Just beheads a can't come on, bro." You know. <laughs> yeah, so it's about this dude guts who has a big sword, um, and the first couple, the first volume and a half, it's kind of just like him on an adventure to make his way through the castle, fight a demon. He befriends, a, or kind of befriends a pixie named Puck. Um, and when he gets to the castle and fights this demon, some sh- crazy shit happens. And then we go back in time and we see kind of Guts's origin story um, from what happened when he was a child to his found family in like a, a, a group of mercenary soldiers. Um, and... The first, so you you let, you've given me the first six volumes of Berserk, and I was like, oh, this is fine at first, and then wouldn't you know it, by by volume six, I was very hooked. <laughs> the art is is spectacular. Like I'm not a fantasy guy by any means, but it's very hard not to um, get sucked into the world that Mira um, paints um, or draws uh, in this. It's like. It, it's very like, you know, soldiers in suits of armor with big swords fighting like the odd demon. But sometimes it's just them just, it's like, yeah, it's just like, it's just, it's just them fighting other, other soldiers. But there's such a wonderful pace to his art. And um, a lot of the, the, the world building is done through art really well as well. And you find yourself like... Guts is such a stupid character when you meet him in the first few volumes. He's just like swearing at monsters and, and swinging his sword around and chopping heads off and stuff. And he still does that when he's younger, but there's a vulnerability to him. Um, and I want to keep reading. And so you've you've given me a gift and that gift is now I have to spend drugs. $700 uh, completing all of the volumes of manga <laughs> of Berserk. Here's an addiction. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. So I've uh, I've ordered the next six volumes, um, seven to twelve. So I now have twelve of forty. Um, oh, you gotta order 
13 and 14 immediately. That's the end of that arc. Come on. Oh, you okay. got to right. tear through that one. Okay. All right. So, thir- uh, isn't, isn't yeah, 14 is the, the big twist that everyone talks about. The I, big one, yeah. I have no idea Do you idea know nothing about that? No, no, I know oh, nothing shit, about it. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, no one spoil it for me or I'll kill you. I'll, I'll, I'll get the biggest sword I can and I'll chop he, your head off. He gets an even bigger sword. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> it turns out his sword is a small sword. No. <laughs> this whole time. I thought it was a big sword. <laughs> Um, but yeah, when so how, how much of it have you read? Uh, all of it. I like um I, I like I'm not like the crazy stump berserk, but I still keep up. Uh, I'd say monthly, but whenever he gets around to releasing a chapter, once he once or twice a year, if we're lucky. Yeah, it's one of those ones. Yeah, Karnak uh, is still absolutely crazy. Like I think uh, I think a lot of it is just it's 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 a lot of a series. Like there is like a lot of rape and murder. And stuff like that. And sometimes I'm like, ah, but there's always enough to keep me there. And it it always looks gorgeous. And the characters are actually really endearing. Like, there are sometimes you're like, oh, I wish his female characters were better. But then, like, you still love Casca and you still love all these characters that you haven't met. But, you know. Yeah. He's got a big sword. That's very true. Thank you for for stating that again. So, yeah, I I was going to opt for the the deluxe editions. (laughs) The bricks. They're... um, what are they called? There is so yeah. The, the, the volumes that you gave me, Connor, are like a perfect little. You know, you can fit it in your handbag. Uh, berserk. Uh, <laughs> Where soft- I always put, I always keep my berserk on me. Yep. Just uh, gotta ask. <laughs> all th- all forty volumes of berserk on me. <laughs> um, but they they're like you know they, they almost look like like romance novels. Um, even like the the painted artwork. Yeah, like gorgeous pulpy covers. Yeah, it's very very pulpy um, element to them, which is really appealing. So I think I'm going to. Um, complete the full 40 volumes of, uh, of, of, of this format, even though the Berserk uh, Deluxe, uh, they are pretty incredible. They're enormous. They're like triple size almost, like very, it's like A4, A4 size pages, um, a big, big black hardcover. Um, you could absolutely, you, could, you may be able to defend yourself from a big sword by holding one of these, using one of these as a shield. But uh, don't 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 come back to me if it fails. Um, I tried. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do the dodgy and read the the, the scanlation of this. And God, it was horrible. I lasted <laughs> forty pages at best, and I was like, what am I doing? I've I've, I've been spoiled. It's a it's a very very good proper translation. And uh, the series, you know, the num- number one on my anime list dot com slash top manga dot php i gotta i gotta pay it the respect it deserves so uh yeah i'll be reading this one well so don't sell yourself short you've read three of the top 10 have i monster 20th century boys and pun pun yeah it's true i haven't haven't read all of uh all of pun pun also 20th century boys is uh outside of the top 10 is it's number 11 oh is it oh god i can't read (laughs) So right, never mind. let's get here. My let's, respect for you is lessened. So yeah, let, let's go through number one, from eleven down to one. I want you to tell me how many you've read, and I'll tell you. So number eleven is Twentieth Century Boys by Naoki Urasawa, which I love. I know you've read that too. Yep. Then we have Kingdom, which is an ongoing manga series. Another no, it, huge, but I haven't read it actually. This one is like just has not made a single drop in the West, but is with like it's always just behind One Piece in the best selling manga each year in Japan until Demon Slayer. Set in China, right? Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. supposed to be like a uh, like War of the Three, whatever. The the Warring States, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. <laughs> oh, maybe the Warring States. <laughs> um, and then we have um, Slam Dunk. Ah, uh, yep, you got to read that sometime. It is, you know, it is the sports manga. I'm so annoyed that, that that's not on the Shonen Jump app. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a big investment. Again, it's 31, 31 volumes. Uh, at number eight, we have Grand Blue. A bit. That one's like a really fun, like, college-age uh, comedy. Just a bunch of college-age students getting drunk and pissing about. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Oyasumi Pun Pun or Goodnight Pun Pun is next. Um, uh, it, it's a great, great series. Well, I've only read the first two volumes of it. Um, I have three. So maybe I, I, should, I should complete that too. There's a lot of things I need to complete. But that's a uh, uh, very depressing um, coming of age story. Yeah, like... Yeah, just real... Dep- we, have we talked about it on the show before? Maybe not you and me. We've talked but... about his uh, his other works, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, I know. I think Pum Pum was one of the first things you ever recommended to me. 
because nice. you, see like, thanks oh. my NLA list you were always there for me <laughs> uh number six we have monster another naoki urasawa joint i prefer 20th century boys but monster is also mm. one of the greats for sure uh, number five, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, I know a, a beloved uh, manga series and anime series, especially for people who don't watch or claim they never watch uh, anime. Uh, I know Full Metal Alchemist is like one of their favorites. It's like, yeah. Is that on the Shonen Jump app? No, it's not. Oh, um, it's, but you, it wasn't you, you Shonen. Can, but... You can buy a full collection for $200. So I might, I might do that. Hot. Um, Just... Vagabond is at number four. Have you read Vagamond? Have you read this one? Oh. No, I've not read Vagamond. I've read Shitty Scanlations, but only now have I bought those. Like, you've maybe seen them, the gorgeous Fizzbig editions. They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. And to actually read them, like, almost as God intended, without a shitty translation, it is yep. a whole new experience. Great. So I'm doing that. I'm going to, like, seven of the big vault boys in. That's the same Mangakara Slam Dunk, right? Yes. Great. Um, number three is One Piece, the great One Piece. Um, Got to get around to that someday. <laughs> every, everyone listening, that's who we're talking to. Uh, at one point, we won't let you listen to serious issues until you can prove you read <laughs> all 1,000 and is it seven now uh, chapters yeah, of One I Piece? Think so. uh, of course, we know that number one is Berserk, but number two is uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Steel Ball Run. Part seven. That's part seven. Um, and so I read the first two parts of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on the Shonen Jump app a while ago. Um, it is a, a series that started in the 80s, um, written and drawn by Hirohiko Araki. Um, and the first one is set in like England, I guess. And it's like a, <laughs> um, it basically like every series, every every volume of, of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure follows someone from the lineage of uh, the Joe. What's their last name again? Joe Star. Joe Star. How could I forget the Joe Star family? And uh, it's them fighting this demon called Dio, and it it starts out like you know pretty run of the mill like uh, fight manga, um, and then it just gets. Like you know, bizarre is an apt description of how weird and crazy this this book gets. Um, I read the first two volumes and then was like, okay, that's enough fight manga. I'm going to read about mahjong or something fucking stupid like that instead. <laughs> um, and I knew that I had to come back to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so I did last month. Um, I started reading JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Three: Stardust Crusaders, and this is the one that kind of shot the series to uh, its the beginnings of its immense popularity in in Japan and now because of the anime in the West. Um, it introduces the concept of like so basically in the first two volumes, like you know, yeah, it's a big you know muscly boys fighting comic, uh, but it they have this power called Harmon, which is just like a made up power level thing where you can you know turn on your harmon. harvest the sun exactly. It makes you stronger, and that's kind of like the core you know force of 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 the big boys fighting on 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 the pages like that, that that's where they get their power from uh Stardust crusaders introduced the concept of a stand and that is this like thing that you are cursed with but you can also control it and in some cases it's like just like another dude who is like linked to you that you can control to fight for you um, but some of the stands are way more um obtuse than that as you meet different characters what I didn't know about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders is that it is a road trip story um, about <laughs> like five uh, muscly, often shirtless... Um, very straight men on an adventure together. Very, very straight uh, of, of all ages. Um, and they uh, basically travel from Japan to Egypt, to Cairo, um, using every form of transport possible because whenever they get on a plane or a train or a boat or a submarine, someone with a stand tracks them down and uh, and brings down whatever form, motor transport they're trying to use to get to Dio in Cairo. God damn it. It was so much fun, Connor. <laughs> I couldn't believe how fun it was. It was like a fun roller coaster. You're like, oh, I read five chapters. It's okay. You know, I, I bet I'll get into it. And then, you know... <laughs> 
I couldn't the put Hill it down. Crest it. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous from like, yeah, like chapter 10 onwards. It just didn't stop. You just keep meeting all these stupid characters and they fight in the most ridiculous ways. And then half the time the, the bad guys get asked to join the team and people die and then they come back and then they all die. And then they, it's just, it's so funny. It's so like over the top and ridiculous. I loved it. Um, I can see why this is the one that kind of made people love the series so much. Mm. It's one of the longest running, if not the current, like, yeah, it's the largest, it's Shueisha's Shueisha's largest ongoing manga series by volume count. There is 129 volumes as of December last year. Um, So I went straight from that to um, part four because these are almost like every part like jumps forward a generation and tells Mm. a new story with a new Joe star. Um, so part four, I knew about this one that it was inspired by Twin Peaks. So it's set in like a small town, um, but there's someone with a stand ability in there who just keeps killing people. <laughs> and so um, the Jojo from part three goes to this small town and we meet Josuke, um, the, the main Jojo of, of part four. And uh, we meet his stand and he's like, he's, he's still going to high school. And I, that's what I love. Like the main characters are just like high school boys who love going to high school and love wearing their uniform. <laughs> like at their core, that's all they are. If they didn't have these magical powers, all they would do they is just, just be going to school. They just love going to school and wearing their uniform and keeping their uniform clean um, and like rejecting the advances of women. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they do when they're not fighting. I love it. Um, so yeah, I'm halfway through this now. Um, and Oh, fantastic. It's so much fun. It's great. I, I know that this is... Is this one of your favorite parts? This is my favorite part, I think. Great. Yeah. So far, I can see why. You meet, like, like brothers who are driven to, like, you know, do bad things to, in order to save their father. And you meet, like, stand abilities. Like, th- he can summon this weird lizard robot thing that can... Um, use sound i don't know there's so many insane superpowers in this it puts one piece's like you know use of smile fruits and animal based superpowers it just puts it to shame this is this is the most inventive crazy fight um shonen manga i've ever read but at some point the series stops being shonen right because it's now in a seinen series i mean i don't think it really ever i Changes perhaps they just changed it because like the demographic grew up for it, right? Sure, but I feel like there's it doesn't get like a much more intense, you know, punching people into stone and holes through the chest. It's yeah. it's kind of consistent in that regard. Do they, do we keep seeing big big turds all the way through it? Because there's there's so many poos <laughs> in this comic. It's crazy, poos and infantile penises. Well, I definitely remember a lot more infants, but I think the big turds are still around. Don't worry. Phenomenal. I had to, uh, I told this story on HeyFam last week, but I was reading it and I knew that like the anime is how most people experience this series. And so at one point, um, one of the main characters gets uh, turned into a a six-year-old and um, because he's so small, his clothes don't fit him. So he's buck-ass naked. And um, the person who's trying to kill him, like throws him into like, tries to drown him in a bath and all seems lost, but then he realizes he has one thing he can fight with, and he and he does a shit in the bath, and then he kicks the shit into the face of the guy who's trying to drown him. And I was like, "There's no way that that like a team of animators like really faithfully adapted this this moment." And I went and I watched the episode, and they absolutely did. There's little 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 boy dick and big old turds. All the way through this episode, I couldn't believe it. Uh, five stars. It, I mean, I know they don't give Oscars away to television, but it's a it's a travesty that 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 episode of JoJo's Bizarre <laughs> Adventure didn't win uh, the Academy Award for Best Lifetime Picture. Achievement Award. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they like they made a special cast of uh, of the Academy Award statue, the o- Oscar himself, the titular Oscar, um, with a, with a poo stuck to his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Does it keep getting better, or have you? Do you, is four like your favorite by a long shot? No, not like particularly. I think all right. If we rank them, yeah, hell yeah, uh, let's part do it. Part four, part eight, mm-hmm. part seven, mm-hmm. part five, part six, part two, part three, part one. Wow, part three is your second least favorite. Yeah, it's still so good. I just love, I love Joseph in part two so much. He mm-hmm. is. 
just the dumbest. But um, <laughs> I think... So you'll kind of learn that like seven part seven is sort of a soft reboot for the series. And that was the one that I sent the art of the other day to you that yep. it just looks like insane. And it still looks like that insane in part eight. But so part eight is sort of has a lot of the same vibes as part four. Cause what I really love about part four is it's just, it really slows down to let you just hang out with these characters. Like part three, you know, five, six, they're like these big road trips, you know, part five's through Italy, part six through a fucking prison. Um, but. In part four, there's just like chapters where they just beat up someone to get their lottery ticket back, or they're just like fighting a manga creator because they live <laughs> on their street and they accidentally stumbled across him. And I think that is just like the most endearing shit. And part eight is sort of that, but with like a really huge, like an even bigger murder mystery in it. And it's that's the one that's still ongoing. I think it's got about a year left. We're really in the end game, and it is every month is such a joy. The current arc is like a guy whose stand was giving a TED talk and they had to fight through the TED talk. <laughs> it's it's just, it doesn't stop. It's truly incredible. That's great. I love it. Um, I'm looking forward to, yeah, like burning through this series uh, this year. I know I have to switch to like, because yeah, I don't even, they haven't even completed all, um, all of part four on the Shonen Jump app yet. Um, and Viz haven't released all of the uh, the volumes of it yet. So I actually do, if I want to keep reading it, I have to switch to the Scanlation. But I think it's it's a pretty good one, right? Yeah, they're good. They they even overhauled all the old ones, so it's like the current translation teams up to date. But then at some point they went back and redid all the old ones to be clean and less well uh, translated. Yeah, less words you shouldn't <laughs> say. <laughs> um, that was like the main reason I stopped. I couldn't read the Berserk one. Like it was just like you, like this guts would not call someone that <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> He's not on 4chan. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready get 30, ready get 20 20, 20 ready get 20 20, ready get 15 15, 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, so that's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders, and Diamond is Unbreakable. Looking oh, forward to, to reading it all. I'm finally doing it. Um, but something that Connor finally did is something that I did around this time last year. Um, it was how I survived the um, the opening throes of... Um, of of COVID, or maybe had I did it, maybe maybe me reading this actually brought on COVID. Uh, of course, I'm Bullshit. talking about um, the uh, Nobuyuki Fukumoto series Akagi, um, one of the two uh, big mahjong series that I uh, I read by him last year, um, and this one has the first maybe third of it pub- um, turned into an anime. Uh, the the reason this this is uh, notorious as a story is that it started in the either late 80s or early 90s and 
basically like the first few uh, few chapters, like you, you basically you meet this kid Akagi. Who, who who never has done any um, mahjong before, but he's on the run. He's a, he's a young criminal, and he um, basically es- escapes being um, uh, caught by by policemen by hiding in a mahjong game. And uh, someone who's having bad luck until Akagi uh, rocks up, uh, he views him as a good luck charm, and so he starts using him in games to to play for him. And Akagi just has this natural talent for mahjong, and so the first. I don't know, like 20, 30 something chapters, like are quite brisk. And um, we see him play multiple games and meet all kinds of wacky characters. Do you have the timeline um, somewhere there for us, Connor? Um, I did oh, I did save it. Hold on. Let me pull I know, it up. I know I've, I've it shared up. a few with it before, but there, there is like this insane timeline where, um, so it, the second half of the anime series, it, it introduces um, Akagi to his greatest rival, um, and that rival is uh, this decrepit old man who, what's his name? It's uh, Washizu. Washizu. Um, he he has become so bored of life that he now has young men um, bet their lives against him um, in a game of mahjong, where he bets money, so he's losing money if they win, but if they lose um, to him every time he he scores against them in mahjong. He he takes some of their blood, and so like dozens of young men have lost their lives to Washizu and his uh, murderous mahjong, and uh, he thinks he's going to claim Waka, um, uh, Akagi, um, and we see like it's like twelve episodes, thirteen episodes of the anime series, and the anime series it just ends. It's like, uh, and who knows what will happen next? Like, it's such a bizarre ending to the anime, but I know a lot of series like that that don't, you know, find the popularity that they were hoping for at at the end of a series just kind of end on this, like, weird kind of hopeful open note. Um, So I I decided, okay, I'm going to read this entire manga series. And the manga series basically reaches where the anime did at about chapter, like, before chapter 100, right? Connor? Yeah, chapter sixty-five. This arc oh. starts. <laughs> so then it starts, and so that that the arc is one game of mahjong of, of Washizu versus Akagi, a single night, and it goes for it goes from chapter sixty-five to is it three hundred and four? It like two hundred and ninety-six, and then the last ten chapters are like the aftermath. So yeah, you were t- you were talking about two hundred and thirty chapters long of one game of mahjong, and sometimes a chapter will be one of them looking at all of their tiles in front of them and just choosing the tile, and then it will end on a cliffhanger as they reach to the tile, and then no, they decide, oh my god, I can't touch that tile because what if he's going to do this? And even if you have no idea how Mahjong is played, which I definitely don't, I kind of have a better idea because I've read the series, I think there's so much to love about this insane game, but it's mainly about like going into people's minds as they make these competitive Mm. decisions. Anyway, why didn't you read it until now, Connor? Is there a reason? I was, I like, it was, it must have, because you reckon, like, because that was the reason you did this. I made a joke about the anime, and then you did the dumb fuck 11 things and read 307 <laughs> chapters after, like, a joke I didn't think would land. Yeah, I, I, um, I was playing Mahjong, and I said, I have no, me, my wife, um, and, um, my sister in law and her, her fiance, um, the four of us were playing. And um, we were thought we we weren't, we weren't really sure if we were playing right. And then you you I posted about it, and you commented, "Just watch a, um, Akagi." And I was like, "I'll do more than that." <laughs> so yeah, Nobuyuki <laughs> Fukumoto has written. He's best known for Kaiji, which I've reviewed on the on the podcast before. That's the only like properly translated series uh, in the West you can get. Um, the first two volumes were put out by Denpa. Denpa Denpa Press. Um, and they're really, really great additions. You should track them down if you want to uh, dip your toe into the world of Nobuyuki Fukamoto. But yeah, um, I, uh, I went real ham and I read the 10. ten was it? No, not called the 10. It's just called 10, the, the guy on the way to glory or something like that. And um, Akagi is actually introduced or in, in that series. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm reading yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. And so then the, he, 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 got, he, he got a spin-off series. Um and, and and that's what kind of like one of the things that Nobuyuki Fukumoto is, is so famous for. So I, I read all of it and I, I 
could not. I was just like cackling to myself as I was reading this bonkers mahjong anime knowing mahjong knowing that it could very well be one of those things that no one in my entire life ever reads that i could (laughs) i'll never be able to relate to anyone but thankfully connor you jumped on board and what did you think oh it is it is perfect it is uh so that one arc went for 20 years it is older (laughs) that went for longer than i have currently been alive on this earth so that's how long it it is written for yeah 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 but over a single night, 1992, I think it's like August 13, 1992, to 230 chapters take place. Uh, I loved it. I think it's it's a lot of what, um, funnily enough, you love in sports manga and what I really loved in like the Yu-Gi-Oh anime. I think there's, and the manga, there's really something to that as well. But I love, I love the game of Mahjong as well. And the depth of that game and the psychological warfare with the added ability in this series that you can see your opponent's tiles basically bar like one. Um, it's just so much... It, it doesn't get boring when... Okay, let me uh, let me pull up uh, a page. <laughs> it's like... Oh, man, it's like... Just so much of like, mm, yeah, so you have like the one soap in, but it could be a 147 weight, or it could be... Like a two six eight weight, and however will he play it off? I know I will win this. And it's like, wait, what if he was playing me out this entire time, and he was waiting for me to discard so he could call upon the other tile over there? And then it ends the chapter, and then just when you think you know the play, Akagi does something completely different because he doesn't care enough about his life and he's willing to do whatever he wants to try to win. Yeah, that's like the the big thing about Akagi as a character is that like he he has no he has no places no value on his life. He doesn't care if he lives or dies, and that's what makes him like such a threat to everyone and also such a weird, compelling character. Um, the anime is excellent. Um, I highly recommend it. It's on Crunchyroll if you have Crunchyroll. Um, it's you know not it's pretty much it's in standard definition if that bugs you, but it's worth it. Has a great um, opening and closing um, uh, theme song. It's animated really well and it's like what uh 26 episode one season um there's there's a moment i think in like the third or fourth if you if you don't like it by the third or fourth episode it's definitely not for you don't worry about it you can you can avoid this mahjong manga madness um for your entire life but uh definitely give it a shot watch three episodes of Akagi, mm. and maybe and it you, just you can come on this journey with us it just like keeps ramping up like there's just hell involved and like yes. death and coming back and they uh, and they and Akagi learns to live for you know live for this death and his opponent like begins to grow this insurmountable respect for this man he now has to kill despite being like an unrepentant killer and there's so many great moments like I think the best moment as I can say is like the three pay weight where he fakes them out twice and pulls the last one it's like that doesn't mean anything to you but it was the best like five fucking chapters of manga I ever read <laughs> It was more than five chapters. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was so just many. that. That was just that one moment. I yeah, think, oh, yeah, um, of course, yeah. So you know, there's uh, incredible moments like mm, to read. It's not the five and eight so weight either. So that means assuming Wasibu is in te- Washizu is in Tempai, is that the six so is his pair, and that extra six pin is part of a five and eight pin or four and seven pin weight. It's been narrowed down to these two hands. The opponent's weight is exposed. And then Washizu laughs, and you know, that's not it anymore. Read the next <laughs> chapter to find out what he's really got in store for Akagi. So It's good. perfect. Yeah. It's I, I, perfect. I love that you get, like, commentary from Akagi, from Washizu, and then from everyone watching as well, as they, like, <laughs> fear for either Akagi or Washizu's life. And, yeah. Like, it's the, brilliant. <laughs> the second half where Washizu's, like, boy band just starts cheering him on from the sidelines. And then uh, Ogi just gets his other mobsters in. So there's like eight more people just screaming from the sidelines as people draw tiles. Very yeah. good. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so that is Akagi. Please, if you're listening and you're like, fuck it, I'm an idiot. Um, read along <laughs> with us. <laughs> you can truly find out about the darkness of Mahjong at the Demon Kings that lives in that darkness. That should be like the um, how to get on... Um, serious issues. Read all of it on a watch list. Oh yeah, and also a watch list. Yeah, so you know it's worth it. <laughs> um, now we're going to move on to another series that has finished, but finished quite recently. Um, Ajin Demi Human. Tell me about this yes. series, Connor. One of the first manga I ever sort of read monthly as it was being released on the Crunchyroll manga app. Uh, this is by uh, Gamon Sakura. It's a seinen manga. 
about a world in which there is a sort of like race or bloodline of immortal people that exist in this world called Arjin. Uh, you know, they cannot die and they also are able to summon like these black ghosts that are actually almost like stands funnily enough, hmm. but are more violent and murderous. And uh, no one knows they're an Arjun until they die for the first time. So it starts with like 16 year old Nagai K. He's kind of like, you know, just going through his life and he gets hit by a car. But oh, wait, he comes back to life. And this is a world where the government wants these people to do like horrible experiments on them to, um, you know, try to figure out the secret of immortality. So he's got to go on the run. Or and he's gonna or he's gonna be experimented by the government, but that also creates like a race, like a group of like empowered Arjun who wants to take down the government for doing it. So he eventually ends up getting involved uh, in this like big war between you know this one small sort of like terrorist cell of Arjun and the rest of the world. It is a, it end up sort of really like the big selling point of it is it ends up being a cat and mouse game between. Sort of our main character, who you actually learn is kind of like a cynical cunt. Like he is, like he's the kind of guy who, when like he has like one view on the world, and if it doesn't conform to that, then it just gets cut. Like uh, like a good example is like one day he learned his friend's father was, you know, a criminal, so he just assumed his best friend's now a criminal. And he just cuts contact, mm-hmm. and you know he's just out for himself. But the main antagonist is this one sort of like. One Arjun who's been like an immortal since the Vietnam War, and he's just he just loves murder, and he just absolutely loves the thrill <laughs> of the hunt. And once he gets into a fight with uh, Kay, and they sort of like butt heads, uh, you know, it sort of it becomes an all-out war between the two of them. Where uh, Sato is the name of the antagonist, just seems such a worthy opponent in this fight that the world becomes embroiled in it. And there's a lot to it. I think there, like, there's a lot to these characters as well. Like, a lot of the side cast are really fantastic. Like, childhood friends, like this dumbass teenager, the kind of bureaucracy, these different Arjun who get to be the heart of the series because outside of like the protagonist the antagonist, you really sort of get the tragedy of the um, the series. And I really love this like uh, uh, American scientist who gets like stuck in Japan during this war and can't stand the taste of. Japanese cigarettes and that's like half his character (laughs) um but how it sort of plays out is the characters are kind of written in a way that you would love about straight bullets or a brubaker series like that really sort of these can be horrible people but they also just real people stuck in these situations and kind of like the you know that societal grief and this, this sort of combat of um parasite or um tokyo ghoul like it's mm-hmm. kind of got that flavor and I, yeah, I absolutely loved it. It ended super well. Uh, the final arc probably, like, wasn't the strongest, like, plotting-wise, but all the characters have a really good finale that um, opens up the series, like, for more if he ever wants to do it or, uh, you know, could just end really perfectly there. But it's such a great ride. Like, once it finished, like, b- before the final chapter came out, I read it start to finish it, and the final chapter... And the art is so fantastic throughout. Some of the greatest fight sequences, because there's these ghost figures that can fight but also there's so much fantastic gunplay and strategy one of the best arcs is halfway through the series where they've basically set up a security building to lock inside like our main characters the good guys and the antagonist this Arjun terrorist cell and there's all these like great plays of the fact you know if the Arjun comes back to life you can tranquilize them so they go to sleep instead but then the enemy's prepared for it so there's all these fights where they're just constantly shooting themselves in the head to get the tranquilizer out of the system and then get back in the fight and it ends so perfectly in that like a middle point where that fight comes up but sato only shows up at the end near the end of the battle and he walks in and you know his underlings are like sir you know everything's gone to shit here's what we've and sato just puts a finger to his lips and just says shh no spoilers and the fight begins a whole new way Hell between yeah. these two absolute sociopaths. And it's really fun. I think if like any of those comparisons I made really stick out, it's like 16 volumes, 80 chapters or something. It's a really brisk read. Like I read it all in an afternoon. Is it? Arjun awesome. Human. Glad it ended well. Sign me up. I have to, I'll add it to the list of eventual series I'll get to. <laughs> Where is it on the my anime list? I wonder. <laughs> mm. Fortunately, not top 10. I don't know when you're going to get to it. Uh, man, it's so long, so long to go. Um, <laughs> 
So I thought we could end this episode uh, by checking in on an old friend named Shonen Jump, um, <laughs> the uh, the you know an most popular way to wear, read Shonen manga, um, and uh, you know it's the place where you can read. Uh, Naruto and One Piece and Dragon Ball um, and also countless new series. Um, I would say like got an average of maybe like one new series a month debuts on Shonen Jump. Mm. We re- we read everything through the um, the official app, which is a very cheap read way to read lots of amazing manga. Um, probably like I wish it was a service offered by Kodansha and other um, publishers. That's for sure. Um, but. I thought we could talk about two series. Um, one I know that you've read because you were very excited about it because it is by the mangaka of another series you really like. Um, and then another one that I have a funny story about why I started reading it. But let's talk about Witch Watch first. This is uh, the latest um, series by the mangaka of um, Astra Lost in Space, uh, Kenta Shino- Shinohara. Um, what was the other yes. one? Sorry. It sounds about right. Uh, and Sket Dance was a series he did before Astral Lost in Space. Also okay. not on the app. Also fantastic. There you go. Um, and this is a comedy manga um, about a boy who is part ogre, um, but just looks like a regular dude, um, who has to become the um, guardian of his old childhood friend who is now a witch. And so it's set in modern day. And they have to live together, and she's in love with him, and he's like a cold, stoic kind of dude. Completely oblivious. Um, and so it's about their them going to school and like living together, but also she's a witch and he's an ogre. Um, and there's magic and all kinds of goofs and spoofs. Uh, the art is really, really lovely, and uh, I think it is amusing enough, but I'm looking forward for a kind of stronger, ongoing plot to develop um, instead of it being like kind of a reset button every week. Connor, your thoughts? Yeah, surprisingly, I actually enjoy it as a um, comedy the most. I, I know it will get... Um, it Like, it opens in the first chapter. Like, you know how you have series like Mashal and stuff like that where it starts as a comedy and eventually they get the push to become, an, like, just an action manga. Yep. This one just opens in the first chapter, chilling you, basically, we'll get there. We'll get to the big fights, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. Um, but... It's surprising how much I just, like, look forward to it maybe the most every Monday. I think I understand now why some of Japan's biggest shonen titles, like, most longest running, like, of 30 years were comedy manga. Like, there's that famous one. I can't think of the name. With the dude either. who looks fucked. I know. <laughs> yeah. That, that hero and, like, Saki K and stuff. Because, you know, when you've only got 20 chapters, there's something to the way this sets up, like, one big gag for the whole manga. All these pages. interspersed ones. Tw- 20 pages, sorry. Uh, like, one big, like payoff at the end all these little cute um gags and like then there's some cute character moments maybe there's like a bit of a beat em up like it's such a satisfying read every monday and i think those characters are super cute i love the way he draws their myriad of expressions especially like the female cast that mm-hmm. we get introduced to it's yep. really fun yeah it definitely is really fun and i like the art and i'm gonna keep reading it i need to go back and read astro lost in space i tried watching the anime but didn't love it Oh, there was an anime too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so that is one of the new series. It's like six or seven chapters in now. Um, I'm, I'm up to date. It's fun. I'd recommend it. Um, there's another series that uh, debuted a couple of weeks after Witch Watch. And um, my son is reading Dragon Ball on uh, using the, the Shonen Jump app on his iPad. And it has notifications on. And a couple of weeks ago, he excitedly came running into my room and said, Dad, Dad, there's a new Dragon Ball series that just started. And I was like, really? A new Dragon Ball series? That's huge. How come I didn't hear about that? And then I looked at the, the uh, notification he got. And <laughs> these guys know what they're doing. It's a new series called Nine Dragons Ball Parade. Uh, <laughs> Cheeky little comma there. Don't worry. In Japan, it's called Kowloon's Ball Parade. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it, this is another um, how do we relationship style uh, English. <laughs> the great Viz downfall. Yeah. I do everything right except for this. Every now and then. Um, but yeah, so Nine Dragons Ball Parade is a sports manga about baseball. Um, it is by Mikiyasu Kamada and Ashibi Fukui. Fukui. Um, and uh, this is a book about a young dude who's j- always dreamed about making the baseball team at this in like you know illustrious baseball school, and he goes there for tryouts, 
and um, they're like, wow, even though you're not as strong or as fast as all the other um, students, um, you have the most amazing um, like strategic thinking. You'd be such a benefit to any team. But the strategic thinking, that's what we do. We don't need players to be strategic. That's our job. We just want players, the, the strongest players and the fastest players. So sorry, but you can't go to school here. And so his lifelong dream is crushed. But when he's at the school uh, in, in line for the tryouts, he meets a kid who has like the most amazing natural pitching talent he's ever encountered. And uh, this kid's going to be an absolute shoe in and he gets offered a, um, a, a spot on the school's team, but he turns it down because he saw so much potential and, uh, and life in our main character that he wants to do whatever the main character does instead. And he's like, dude, you can't throw away your, 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 your dream. Like, just let me go and have my boring life. You belong on that team. And then another girl enters the fray and she's been watching from afar. And she's like, dude, I, I, my, my, my family runs, owns like the, the once most glorious baseball school in Japan. And uh, something happened, an incident many years ago, and all of the grounds have been torn to shreds. And I've, but with my own hands and 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 also my other hand, um, I've uh, my bare hands. I've 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 brought brought the uh, the, the the baseball um, arenas back to their former glory. And now I just need to start the greatest baseball team, greatest high school basketball team, baseball team of all time. And I I, I think you guys. You, you guys are the are the people I need, and um, so they the three of them are, are on a mission to find the best baseball t- um, players who didn't go for the tryouts at this at like you know the most obvious place for for someone naturally talented uh, to go try out for baseball, and so it is this kind of very fun like quest. Featuring three characters finding people who have fallen through the cracks. Great base- young baseball players who, for some reason, maybe a family reason or like you know a, a public embarrassment moment, has led them to just stop stop pursuing their dream. And then they need to convince them, "Hey, don't give up on your dreams. Join our baseball team. We're going to do it together." And it is fucking great. I really like it. It's really stupid, and it's like you know, I'm sure by the numbers, uh, sports manga. But I think it has so much heart, and the art is really, really great. I enjoy this a lot, and I think you would like it too, Connor. Yeah, I I was actually just sort of flicking through it then. Um, the art looks gorgeous, actually. Yeah, I know. I know. I've tried to convince you to read. Um, just because of the ridiculousness of it, a rugby man- manga called Wolf Children. Children gone too like soon, Beast Children, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was just bizarre. This is like a genuinely good sports manga, I think. So I would recommend. Yeah, it. six uh, six chapters. I might get on that. Unreal. That brings us to the end of an unbelievable Ooh. series issues. Um, and I hope everyone listening has enjoyed it. Connor, I enjoyed uh, adding many more series to my never-ending list of manga that I one day want to read. It's why I'm here. Um, I'm going to be forcing some uh, manga on some uh, some good friends and recording it soon. I've, I've, I've forced uh, Jackson and uh, Dusha from Sans Pants to read um, uh, Uzumaki uh, by Ooh. Junji Ito. So expect an episode about that very soon. Uh, Siobhan and I will be recording a, a week or two after that as well. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reading some comics that aren't from Japan to, to celebrate, but also some from <laughs> that are. That are. Um, One catch yeah. me dead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some Ninja Turtles comics because I, I realized that that last Ronin that good, series has started. So I'm going to read some of that. And yeah, I also I read the Transformers comics. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to read the uh, that pulp book by Ed, Brube- Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. I never read it yet. Oh, nice. It's been sitting on my bedside table under- underneath a bunch of manga volumes. What else uh, are bedside tables for? Exactly. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to listen to more great podcasts, you should definitely listen to Connor's podcast, Wine Mums. Uh, which doesn't come out as regularly as it should, but it come, if, if you listen, maybe it will come out more regular. We're recording one with Rebecca hopefully soon. So Maybe you, dear listener, are the, are the Metamucil that, that, uh, that Wine Mums needs to be more regular. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, go, go find that wherever you download this podcast from because it's there too. And um, Connor, what's your, what's your Twitter and your Instagram? Uh, I am uh, at... Uh, Diddles MVP on Twitter. What does that D-I-D-D- mean? D I double D. Who the fuck's Diddles? Uh, it was a cat I had uh, oh, many cute. years ago, That's and good. I made it. 
Um, I it should probably change that. No, no, may their like, legacy like live forever. I understand. True. Uh, I mostly just uh, retweet cool art I find on Twitter. Diddles if MVP. That's something you're into. And then your Instagram is at um, Conamon underscore cat. Yep. Catch me actually doing the same thing mostly, but <laughs> hey, sometimes it's funnier. I, I look forward to, to, to going through your stories at the end of each day. Good art. Good jokes. Um, you can find me on socials. I'm at levdog, L-E-V-D-O-W-G. And of course, uh, my other podcasts, Hey Fam comes out every single week and all the small games every single week. One of them is about uh, pop culture and um, like Son of the Mask and um, I guess maybe <laughs> superheroes sometimes. Um, and then the other one's about indie games. Which one is which? You have to listen to both to find out. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.